Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. You know that we're here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. We're streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We have podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, bunch of other locations you folks are reposting our interviews too and thank you for doing that and um, we also are on YouTube that's right YouTube is where we are now posting our interviews where you can see our guests you can watch us as we uh, maybe take a sip of whatever it is that we're drinking and uh, enjoying a great conversation uh, as well as um, hopefully uh, having you part of the conversation as well as least as far as as far as you're connecting with our guests, and we'll be giving you our guest website shortly, we also hope that uh, you will um, do what you can if this resonates with you to support us financially. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. So uh, please uh, uh, go to our PayPal account. Uh, it is a link on our homepage and missions page for your security as well as ours. And then also asking you to participate in a decade-long event. It's the 2020s, the decade of perfect vision. Please spend some time going within. Get to know yourself, all of yourself. I, I, I get that we do have a dark side. We do have a light side. But all of those sides make us who we are. And without us knowing who we really are, hey, you, you can't really uh, uh, get involved in your own life. Uh, and I, I will use this example. I just pulled up before this program the instructions for building the greenhouse that my wife and I bought back in the summer of 2020. And um, it was delivered to our house, and then the instructions were emailed in a PDF, and I'm looking through the instructions, and I'm going, okay, they say, da-da-da-da-da, uh, and to make room for this part to be referenced later. And I'm thinking... You know, I better read all of the instructions. Otherwise, I could make a mistake. I could put holes in this wood, uh, cause uh, um, uh, uh, the, the, the wood to be uh, uh, inferior as far as too many holes and this and that and the other thing. So I'm reading through all the instructions. Well, going within and getting to know yourself is kind of that process. It really helps you to know who you are, where you come from. You know, if you can do your DNA, great. If you uh, get accurate information from your family and your relatives and all that, that's great, too. Uh, so uh, please take the time to do that. Our program today brings us back to a wonderful person that we have had on the program before. It's her second visit to Tell Me Your Story. Her name is Diana Collins, and I want to thank you so much for rejoining us, author of Quantum Think. It's great to have you with us. What a great smile you have. <laughs> Thank you so much, Richard. It's always great to be with you. And you have such uh, a wonderful gift that you bring to the world with all your guests and amazing conversation that you lead us all into. Well, I have to tell you that I have a lot of fun doing it. It's, it's a blast to learn more about what people are doing, the work that they are doing, such as yourself. Now, <clears throat> when we were together last time, we spoke of your book, Quantum Think. And um, I know it's that... Well, do you... Excuse me once. I just want to say... No, it, please. Uh, in case people want to look it up, it, the actual title is Do You Quantum Think? Uh -huh. So thanks, thanks the, for letting me fill that in. And the answer to that question is probably no. 
Most people don't even know what quantum think is. So how could they know that they were doing it? Uh, then again, there may be those who are quantum thinking, if you will, if I may expand on that. And they don't even realize that that's what it is that they're doing. What's the difference between the regular, ordinary, mundane thinking <laughs> and quantum thinking or quantum think here? Right. Okay, good. Well, it's a good question. And when I get asked that question, I like to focus on, of course, I'll say what is quantum think, but I like to focus on why should we quantum think? Ah. And what quantum think is, as a description, it's a system of thinking. It's a system of 21 distinctions and in thinking that are based in, we could say, the more accurate and up-to-date laws of the universe, oh. according to science and according to spiritual wisdom, which are now re-merging again. They were never actually separate. And it really has to do, you know, why should we quantum think? So I'd like to say this: these principles came through me because what I saw was that there was this chasm between how, as a humanity, how we want to be and how we actually are. And to take a very simple, the very first distinction, you could call them principles, quantum think is comprised of principles and practices. They're not one sentence. They're a distinction is a way of using the nuances of language that actually activates that wisdom within each one of us. So whether you're reading Do You Quantum Think, whether you're watching my video um, masterclass, Master Your Mind, Master Your Life, whether you're listening, I also have a uh, audio program that I produce with my husband and partner of all, in all areas, with Alan K. Collins, Master Quantum Think Coach. And we, whatever, however you imbibe during this show, in our conversation, what happens when you're quantum thinking, I was going to say the very first principle is called holistic and holographic. Because when you look at this, quote, great divide, the divisiveness, which has been rampant, and kind of ramping up, as we all know, mm -hmm. not only in this country, in the United States, where you and I are, Richard, but really all over the world. And you have to say, well, why? Is it that we have bad people? Is it that we, you know, why are we trashing the environment? You know, why do we have a conflict between should we, how do we deal with climate change? All these different type of uh, thoughts, opinions, some factual, some not, mm -hmm. that divide us when you say, what's the difference between quantum thinking? Quantum thinking is thinking from a new foundation, from a new perspective. So when you're quantum thinking, for example, the idea that we live in a whole, in a uh, reality of holistic and holographic. What does it mean? It means 
everything impacts everything else. Everything is interconnected. That's the holistic part. It's not just an alternative form of, right. of medicine or right. whatever, right? right? It's an actual universal, the one of the, the probably the deepest, most profound principle that is the functioning principle of this universe and holographic. What does that mean? It means that the whole is contained in every smaller aspect of itself. Mm -hmm. And we know this uh, as a metaphor, not, not just a metaphor, but as a demonstration, the idea of a hologram where when you cut the negative of what makes a holographic three-dimensional image, what happens is you see the whole of that image on every little piece of the negative for that, that produces yeah. that image with laser light. So when you look at, well, what is that? You know, my thing is making this all practical, mm -hmm. that we become the living, walking, talking embodiments of wisdom, that we are here to be these master beings. And it's now, it's not just the elite spirituality. So what's the difference of quantum thinking is that you activate this in yourself and you start to live from that principle. So just taking that alone, if you know that, for example, in your own uh, bottle, you know, your mm -hmm. own health of your own well-being, is that we're multidimensional beings, okay? We have the physical, subtle energy, a virtual of the mind, spiritual of the heart. These are what I call living fully dimensionally. We're, we're in cosmic principles. The operating principles of the universe operate throughout everything. And so within you and me, we have an esoteric dimension of the soul that has to do with evolution. And if you, you know, subscribe to various incarnations as our soul evolves. And of course, the seventh dimension that I call divine dimension, the mystery of all mysteries, source creator, responsible for all of it that we could never put into words because it's infinite. So when you look at, when you look at your health, for example, what does it mean to quantum think and live holistically and holographically? Mm. You look at your health from every dimension. Yeah. Or I say, where do you enter the hologram? So it's like, yes, we have been, okay, the or let's let me get to the ordinary thinking because this is a good example. We have our thinking has been conditioned by the industrial age world view. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that view. It's just that that's this in the 17th century where scientists declared probably to separate themselves out from the clergy, only physical matter is real. You know, what are the fundamental science, physics? I'm not a scientist, but I study science Quantum think is not about science. It's about how the discoveries of science, how really the overarching ideas of the nature of reality that comes from science and spirituality, how that shapes the way we think. And the important part is that how we can use quantum think as a tool 
It's a methodology, a modern methodology to activate this with, within us so that personally and collectively, we can start thinking more in sync with nature mm -hmm. and more in sync with the way the world is today. Not only the ancient times when, you know, we know indigenous cultures were more sensitive to things through nature and, and the interaction between us and nature, but also how do we integrate? You see, I'm a modern girl. <laughs> I'm a modern girl. <laughs> And I'm also that we're all and we're and the ageless girl. So when you this is very important because the fact is, you know, I know you live in a rural area. It doesn't matter where you live. Mm -hmm. We're still living in a developed world mm -hmm. in a developing society. Yeah. So we need to learn to live with all of it. So that's like you know, a long <laughs> explanation of where does what quantum thing is about is making that leap from the industrial age, which separated things out into parts, which we needed at that time to evolve ourselves. We needed to say, let's organize, you know, let's get the disciplines of the sciences. Let's get into the specialties that we need in order to bring humanity at, to ever higher places. But we forgot that that was just one distinction maybe. Yeah. And so, as I say, what's that was called the classical mechanical worldview in, in Do You Quantum Think, my book, I say, what, you know, the class, the, oh, I call it lovingly the old worldview, classical mechanical worldview sandwich. I'll take matter sliced, keep the spirit on the side and hold the soul. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's what I. That's what I say at the deli. It's um, exactly what I say at the deli. Now, the thought that came to me as you were describing, especially the holographic aspect, <clears throat> absolutely uh, clarifies for me being born and raised Catholic, and being taught about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Trinity. People say, "Ah, oh, that's can't be. That's impossible." Well, when I start thinking about that, and then this draws us as human beings into this mix, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, whatever other names you choose to use, those are the representations of the hologram. But then we also read that we were, quote unquote, created by the Creator. And the image of... And the likeness of. So we are also part of the hologram. And each one of us contains the whole of that hologram. So when it comes to understanding, going back, when it comes to understanding the whole Holy Trinity, I understand it now. It's not a mystery. It makes perfect sense. And then when you incorporate even some of the things that Jesus said, for example, uh, be you, you know you can be gods too. The and, kingdom of God is within you, and the kingdom of God is within you, and be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Part of the hologram, 
etc. I mean, and, and again, we go on and on quoting. It, it, it says, oh my God, it's so simple. This isn't complicated at all, but your explanation of the splitting and the ordering at the deli counter is a prime example of what went wrong, so to speak. And as long as we maintained that, no, you got to go to the priest, confession, communion, the various sacraments, etc., etc. Uh, you don't need to read the book. Then this goes back thousands of years, or several thousand years. You don't need to read the book. I will tell you what the book says. I will tell you of the ancient wisdom. Uh, I will tell you what God is saying. And even today, we still have people who are doing that. God has told me to tell you, Diane, that, you know, <laughs> well, you, don't, that. you don't need me to tell you anything. Which also yeah. answers which also answers the next question, but I still want you to elaborate on it. Where you you said this came through you. And I would then put the question from where? Or maybe more accurately, <laughs> from whom? But we've already <laughs> determined that if you're part of the hologram, I'm part of the hologram, we know where it came from, right? Right. And you know what? We each have, you know, what you said was paradoxical because it's true that we don't need someone to say, no, this is how it is, right? Mm -hmm. I know because God told me this, you know, to mm -hmm. tell you. That, this is why it's so important to be able to connect, to get to the real wisdom that is unfettered by any of our opinions or conditioning in any way because but i was going to say paradoxically we also each hold a piece of the wisdom mm -hmm. okay that comes through each one of us uniquely so a lot of times you know richard like people will read or they'll you know hear some things i say in quantum think you know, perspective or whatever. And they go, oh, that sounds like a Zen Buddhism or that sounds like, you know, it came from the Christian mystics or that sounds like, you know, this other guy who's talking about whatever. Well, yes, there are going to be, if you look at universal wisdom, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the point. Mm -hmm. But the way the wisdom expresses, and again, and I said earlier, we can never, there are so many names for what we call God, right? Mm -hmm. Or, yes. you know, as the Buddhists, we know they don't even use that word God or think of that, but whatever you're using, that the many facets of God, as you say, holographic, we each hold infinitely within us the, uh, the potentiality, the ability it's more than an ability to connect to that wisdom that we we attribute to God. I'm going to use the word God, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. It's easier. It's a good word. <laughs> anyway, that we attribute to God. But, you know, when you start to study all these different religions, which I was always interested in, and all the esoteric, you know, metaphysical things, sciences and arts that I also am interested in, and you see 
you know, like, for example, in, you know, the Far East in India, they have, <laughs> I don't know, maybe hundreds of names for God. And so the Trinity, that is a core universal principle. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a Christian to understand that Trinity. Um, because what is it really, right? It's ultimate creator uh, in the form of, right? The son, right? The father, the son, and the Holy Ghost, the, the spirit that keeps us all together. And I think that I don't have it off the top of my head, but you can find this Trinity in many different religions. Yes. Now, but the point that getting back is that we each come in. What came through me? Now, I was questioning since I was about four years old, you know, I went like this literally in the mirror in my house. My parents <laughs> asked, what is this? What am I? You know, and I became self-aware. I remember the exact moment. And then I started thinking, you know, how did things come about? You know, so I had this inquiring mind. And then as I got into teenage years and started becoming aware of the news and of wars and of things like what we're, we're mass producing weapons to, to kill each other yeah. on mass, you know, there's something wrong with this. I thought I got off on the wrong planet, but, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Right. But mm -hmm. then eventually you realize that you want to make your contribution yeah. and that, and you start, and I, I, you know, sincerely intend, have an intent and, and, and want us to start teaching children at a young age what I'm saying, that every one of us has a purpose. I was listening to your shows about the bees. I have something in my book about the frogs. Everything, this universe is genius beyond what any one of us can fathom but yes. we know right that it is yes. so when you start to look and say well what why am i here what's my unique wisdom as soon as you have an intent to discover that intent is the active dynamic of creation that we have been be divinely bestowed with, as you say, right? Mm -hmm. In the image of, what do we know for sure? The only thing we know for sure, there's creation. Now, that means that we have been granted some ability to create. Can mm -hmm. we create the moon? Maybe not. But as human beings on this planet, in this cosmos, we have the ability to create. And I will and add then, to that. I will add to that very briefly and let you continue. I've even stated that as far as I know, I didn't create myself. But by the same token, as far as I know, I did. I don't know. It's kind of like Schrodinger's cat. Either the cat's alive or dead, but... You know, you right. Just, you that's know. the paradox. Yeah, that's the paradox. And that is, you know, it's said all the time in quantum physics that, right, it's highly paradoxical because two things that seem to be, you know, from ordinary, what I, again, lovingly call the old worldview, classical worldview thinking, when you, when you look at that and you think, well, 
The scientists, they wanted to be able to prove, for example, is energy a particle or a wave? Yeah. And, and so it, you know, or if we could reduce, if we could examine and reduce the smallest fundamental part of physical reality, then we could control and, you know, command nature, right? Mm -hmm. And so they call it in that all physics reductionistic because reduce it to the, to its some of its parts, um, mechanistic because it works in a mechanical cause and effect way. Uh, I forget the other words for it, but the point being that that is one slice, one aspect of reality. That's like taking, you know, one part of the Holy Trinity and thinking it's the whole thing. It's not. So my great revelation that I call it, because I had this intent if that, you know, along the way you come across thought, okay, how do we create what we want in life? How do we create what we want on this planet? How do we create ourselves, right? You say, well, did I create myself? Well, I'm certainly seeing like uh, I'm doing something with myself every day. I'm evolving, I'm developing myself, I'm learning or, or not. And, and so you realize that you have, right? We have destiny and free will integrated. So we, we step in and we're co-collaborators. So we're co-collaborators with divine intelligence that comes through us. At, I just realized what the question you asked me before. And we're co-collaborators with each other. Mm -hmm. So when you say, well, how did... Um, I was going to say, my great revelation is that though we imagine we think freely and independently, that we actually, for the most part, don't, even though in every moment we have the possibility of choosing. But we have this overarching worldview. What we believe to be true about the nature of reality, how it works, what's possible, what's not, what we're capable of as individuals or not, the way things work. So what I realize is that we're in a quantum age, which is now quantum physics proving what the ancient spiritual universal mastery traditions have said, right? Holistic and holographic, multidimensional, everything is interconnected, everything influences everything else, right? Energy and energy intelligent universe, conscious universe, all that, that a physical only is real orientation did not necessarily address. That's why I say keep the spirit on the side and hold the soul. You couldn't even talk about that. What? <laughs> You're yeah. fired, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so the point being like, where did it come from? It comes from, where did quantum thing come from? First of all, um, you know, it reminds me of the book that I'm sure a lot of people read by Herman Hesse, Siddhartha, right? A book that I read very young. Did you ever read that book? I Siddhartha? have not yet, no. Well, <laughs> I don't know how that came that came up a long time ago, but it's one of these spiritual books, you know, like a person on the path, right, of self-discovery. But the reason I brought it up, oh no, it wasn't his, it wasn't that book. It was another book he wrote called Demian, D-E-M-I-A-N. Mm -hmm. And it was the first page was 
I only wanted to be in accord with my true self. You know, that mm -hmm. was like the opening quote mm -hmm. on the book. Mm -hmm. And I always think of that because that's really what it was. So I was following, I only wanted to be in accord with my true self. What was that? I wanted to know how do we actually get access to the creation principles so that we can master them so that we can really have a great life and mm -hmm. make it that way for everybody on the planet and all the creatures and minerals and everything else we share. So that's really where, where does it come from? It's that ultimate mystery. But if you think about, I think about like divine creator, whatever creates these souls right and souls go throughout various incarnations mm -hmm. as we call it this lifetime and so your soul is evolving this is just what i'm making up okay i'm not saying it's the absolute truth either it's just something that what i call the art of distinguishing that brings something into your awareness in a way that enables you to live joyfully okay mm. masterfully joyfully knowledgefully so you think i like this particular story you're saying tell me your story right god made the souls the souls have to evolve they take their journeys in different incarnations you come in with and i like to study uh astrology so it's a blueprint right of possibilities that you have to learn and develop in this lifetime and whether you do or not again we have free will so you have this soul's journey in this incarnation you have a choice how you're going to relate with it whether you're going to develop yourself or not and if you get in touch with that i only wanted to be in accord with my true self mm -hmm. That will bring the ultimate joy because then you follow it. It's like an adventure, right? Mm -hmm. Like clues. You get these clues along the way. Like I like to say, like the silent tap on the shoulder. Wait a minute, Richard. You're going that way, but I think you better take a right turn. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that, that's it. So where does it come from? It comes from divine inspiration that when, and I love how you say always in the beginning of your opening of your shows, that you go to that silent place inside and you connect to that message within mm -hmm. yourself. Where did Jesus get it from? It's no different, right? Yeah. Where did Buddha get it from? Where did Krishna get it from? Where did Moses get it from? You, Mohammed, I'm trying to name all the yeah, different religions. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but, you, know, you. You know, I like uh, Hunam, Hunam, whatever. But um, the it comes through in whatever, what I like to call costuming in the most pos positive way of saying it. But, you know, some people, you're born into be a Catholic. Somebody else is born into some other religion. And you start to see that imagery, the relationship that connects you to the divine. And I like, I want to talk to you about Paramahansa Yogananda because I heard you mention him a few mm -hmm. times. Yes. He was a big influence 
I would say one of the great influences in my life development, but it's like, it comes in. It doesn't mean yours is right. Mine is wrong. His is good. Yours is bad. It means when you're thinking, getting back to the very first distinction in quantum thing system, holistic and holographic, you realize you're going to see it. You're going to relate to divine or spirit or whatever you call it. Yeah a different way than he is, she is, they are. But that doesn't make it the either or divisiveness. No, my way is right. No, your <laughs> way is right. That makes it when you're quantum thinking, you have the perspective of all perspectives. That's one of the principles also, which means you can include perspectives mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without making them right or wrong. Not to say that, you know, there isn't a rightness, right? Like the right things to do in life. Sure, sure. Anyway, so that's where it comes from. Yeah. Or or even putting it <clears throat> to, to dovetail off of the right thing to do, or even putting it into a different uh, uh, category or, or um, delineation. There is no right or wrong. It's not about right or wrong. It's about learning. That's what it's about. There is no failure or success. It's about learning and having the experience. And to what you have already stated, the whole aspect of self, individuality, versus true self, which is the connectiveness to all, and I mean all, not everything, but all, okay? All that is. All that mm -hmm. is, all that ever was, is, or will be, um, that's just the way that it is. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just, it, there, there's a, a wonderful book I, I have. I carry it with me everywhere I go. It's called The Impersonal Life. Uh, and it was given to me, wow, 40, 39 years ago on my birth, 21st birthday, uh, now in my 60s, which I'm excited about. And it was given to me by a dear friend of mine who was also my acting coach. Um, I considered her to be a, a, a mentor, although she hated that phrase. She's, no, I'm just your friend. Okay. Uh, very good friend who uh, passed away March of uh, 2019. And um, we used to have these unbelievable conversations, but she shared this with me. And I've read it a number of times. It's now available on YouTube as an Audible. It's, it's also available on Audible. I've even recorded it. I have the reel-to-reels at home when I recorded it back in the, I think, the 80s or early 90s. And it's basically a conversation, more, more of a one-way conversation with God. I mean, that's the implication. And what you stated earlier is what's phrased in this book. It says, you think, you think that you're an individual and you have free will and these thoughts that you have, you think are yours, but they're not yours. They're mine. And you think that when you uh, uh, have past life regression therapy and you go into hypnosis and you start to tap into all of these other lives that you think you've had and these experiences that you've had, you haven't lived before. All you're doing is tapping into the lives of my manifestation. Now, when I first read that part of it, I thought, 
Does that really change the importance of past life regression? And I realized it doesn't because the whole point of going and checking out those past lives, quote unquote past lives, is to learn more about self. Well, but if we're part of the hologram and we're connected to all that ever was, is, or will be, well, then there you go. That's why you're able to tap into it because you're part of all of it. You're connected exactly. to all of it. Exactly right. And, and, and so you when know, you hear the phrase, create your own reality, well, now, wait a minute. If I create my own reality and I signed a contract, metaphorically, euphemistically, or literally, before I came into this lifetime to have the experiences I'm having, then I created this life. Ergo, there has to be some level of truth to the fact that I did create myself and the person that I am today. And that's neither, right. that, that, that is, that's just what is. It's neither right nor wrong, good or bad, uh, the right path, the wrong path. It, it just is. It just is what's so. And, you know, here's the important thing about thinking, you know, Quantum thinking is also thinking in paradox, okay? Mm -hmm. Holding two things that seem like they don't... Like, Diametrically opposed. ...appear to be, yeah. right, mm -hmm. in conflict, what, what they're really not. That's right. So we come at... Because even past lives, are they really in the past or are we just <laughs> connecting in? No, we use... Geometry, and I like to think of it as, as one of the also that one of the distinctions in quantum thing because I know you like to know it is called resonance, and mm -hmm. it's a big, it's the biggest chapter in the book because you know the universe is mathematical, it's re, it's geometric, it's of sound, and all those things are connected. So when you look at that, well, we're connecting it. I think of it as coordinates. You know, mm -hmm. I'm no mathematician. Yeah. But you think like there's coordinates and when you connect into that, that creates form, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, take that on a highly, you know, big level of complexity. And I don't want to get too abstract here because I want right. to get back to today's life. Yeah. But it is paradoxical because you don't, you know, we're not individually in our finite self uh responsible for creating but and we are so mm. it's both yeah it's like both and both and both and and so i like to think i say it like this that an aspect of mastery because i you know i like to say and uh discuss in my own work with people that we this is a time this great shift and what you call you know the 2020 the time of vision the, the decade i like that you extended it <laughs> me <laughs> too i love it i, I was <laughs> afraid that with, you have to change your opening if you I, well i was afraid <laughs> that i was going to have to come up with something related to to blackjack for 2021 or something <laughs> 21 hit me i've got 21 you know, you because there's all kinds of i see my lighting is changing here there's a, it was goes it went from you know 
Well, anyway, but see, everything's in motion. Yeah. Sunny Isles Beach. Exactly. And it's like, it was raining when we got on. Now it's sunny. Anyway, so it's coming in. <laughs> so anyway, um, what, <laughs> where were we? So when you look at the paradox, I like to think of it as we're here to be fully self-realized beings. Mm -hmm. Such as Paramahansa Yogananda, right? Where you, why did these, you know, why did these self-realized masters, the gurus, uh, Vivekananda, mm -hmm. who came, you know, Babaji. Right, Babaji. Mm -hmm. All these different gurus who were guided, they say, right? to come to the West and they develop, right? To give people an experience of the self with a capital S. Mm -hmm. And then once, right? Once that becomes, you become aware of that, it's like, wait a minute. Yes, I want that state. I wanna become established in the state of a master, what is that? It doesn't mean that you're, you know, controlling everybody, but you're in command of yourself. You're in command. When we go back to what you were saying, Richard, about we're here, it's infinite possibility. We could tap into anything. That's why quantum physics, in my, in the principle in quantum physics called non locality, that we have a non local mind. The mind is not located in the brain, the brain is the transmitter, you know, connector, mm -hmm. so to speak, of what? Of intelligence, of, you know, it's like all of the above, integrated consciousness, energy, intelligence, and that divine spark. So that the question becomes, if we are tuned in, if we're connected to all that is, right? Mm -hmm. And infinite potential, the question becomes, what are we going to manifest? And that's where the imminent self, so I call that our connection to all that is, that unbounded awareness that we call higher self. And we're at the same time, the worldly self, the self that you call Richard and I call Diane and whatever we're, you know, play here on earth, all the roles we play. So I call that the imminent self. It's the self that's right. Uh, again, the roles we play, we're both of those at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we have, and I, you know, meditation, obviously these kind of mindfulness, all these practices are great because that's like the conditioning of the all that is the transcendent self. Mm -hmm. But for me, the real mastery is living in both of those states at the same time. So you're not, you know, in yoga, you know, probably they call the watcher that mindfulness where you're watching mm -hmm. yourself. You're the observer. Say like some people get mixed up and think that's like a state of detachment from life, but it's not. Because when you integrate that higher self with the, the local self, what you're doing is you are able to engage in the true richness of life fully, I like to call it fully dimensionally, 
because you're acknowledging that we are fully dimensional beings. Though getting back to the, the these gurus who, you know, we call taking out of guru means to my knowledge, going, taking from the dark into the light. Mm -hmm. Into the light of what? Into this light of awareness where we can awaken literally beyond our automatic mechanical conditioning, which I say, there's nothing wrong with us. You know, this is what I wanted to bring to our conversation here is that it's time to transcend the either or, which is so embedded oh, yeah. in our culture right now. Mm -hmm. And even the people who are, quote, uh, you know, the consciousness crowd, as I lovingly call, that where you know you're on a conscious path, where you want to awaken, where you want to live a life of mastery, maybe not, you know, not everybody's there, but you always have a chance right now mm -hmm. to choose that. Yeah. Uh, you don't need any special training for it. It's just intent. And, and, and so when you look at that and they, and, and then people go into, oh, you know, this guy is terrible. This girl is our, you know, and, and that the corporations, uh, that's a famous one today. Oh yeah. Corporation bashing, ego bashing, this bashing, that bashing, those are all, outcomes of the either or uh that mechanism right. that i say it's time to break free of and get to that perspective of all perspectives because once you break free of either or you know all this stuff that you say oh the shadow side the this is that well maybe we don't need pain to take a quantum leap mm -hmm. into a joyful state. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't need that. Some people think we do. We have to have a pain. You have to have that experience. I think, Richard, and I'd like to know what you think. If we're creating reality, why would I create that as my reality? And one other thing before you, I want to hear your answer mm -hmm. to it. So I wrote in the very beginning of Do You Quantum Think? Maybe there's nothing wrong with us. Maybe we've just arrived at a phase in human evolution where it's time for us to take this literal quantum leap in consciousness. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been being told for the last 20, 25 years, I actually said 25 years ago, I was always told, oh, you're ahead of your time. My husband says, you better not be ahead of your time anymore. You'll never, nobody, will, you know, it'll never catch up. If you want to get your work out, you better stop being. Well, we're in this time now yeah. where we are in the great shift. We are in the decade, as you call it, of the 2020 vision. And what I'm saying is if we're creating reality, why do we have to think there's anything wrong with us? Why can't we just see that people have been in a conditioned, automatic, mechanical state mm -hmm. in many ways that we're not even aware? People who are doing terrible things are not even—they're not actually a choice. Yeah, that's what I have to say. And when I mean choice, I mean awakened state, 
choosing mm-hmm. rather than just reaction, which is not choosing. That's true. Yeah, there's a difference. It's action or reaction. Action is well, conscious, aware choice. I have to share with you something that happened on my way in today as our conversation uh, continues here. And we're talking with Diane Collins. And uh, do you quantum think? I hope you do. If you don't, then why don't you go to her website, diannecollins.com, and find out more about uh, what it means to quantum think. On my way down the hill with my wife this morning, uh, there was a parade of vehicles, trucks coming up the 154, which is a two-lane highway. And one of the trucks in a blind curve coming in our direction decided he was it was the parade was just going too slow for him. And so what does he do? And I'm talking about a blind curve here. He pulls out into our lane and all of a sudden realizes, oh, my God, here comes a truck. And he, he got over just in time. Wow. And I'm looking around going because there's there's hillsides on both sides of the roadway where the hell am i going to go right no I, place to go. i got no place to go um now i certainly could have slowed down to hopefully minimize the the, the 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 damage and this and that and the other thank god i didn't have to do that but this is the kind of decision making that some people are making he is reacting to his situation where this parade isn't going fast enough and so he's got to find a way to move forward faster. And uh, then we had, we actually did have a second incident incident um, when we finally got down into the city on the city streets. I'm thinking once we get down off the mountain here, should be, should everything should calm down. And then I realized, okay, is that the way today is going? All right, that's fine. Then I'm just going to up my awareness. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to raise my, uh, my consciousness and my awareness uh, to be extra vigilant today. Uh, of what's going on around me, go a little slower, a little more cautious. That is an awakened state, not out of fear. Don't get me wrong. This was not out of fear. It was more out of a a sense of, I really don't want to connect with people in this way. I've already done that once in this lifetime. Um, you know, that's how I have the truck in the first place is because I was in a, uh, uh, I was in a collision with another vehicle pulling out of its driveway who pulled out right in front of me and bam, and there went the Volvo totaled. And the next thing you know, we have a truck, which someone said, you know, you don't have to manifest the truck and things like that in that fashion. And it's like, well, you might be, a little safer. <laughs> well, and at the same time, this goes to what you were saying before. How do you know that that wasn't the way that it was supposed to happen? Because it was a non-injury accident. Neither of us was hurt. Oh, beautiful. So that was a wonderful thing in that respect. And at the end right. of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I even spoke to the gentleman just before I left saying, hey, and I extended my hand, shook his hand. And I said, hey, I'm just glad that you were both okay. No, but neither of us was hurt. Now, let's go and make it a better day than this, that particular moment that we both, you know, felt. But it kind of goes to, there's almost that paradox as you speak about seeing the world and saying we need to raise our consciousness because there is a certain, there is a certain element in just saying that, that is saying that, yeah, the way things are today, it, it's not quite right. Not, you know, I'd really like things better. 
And I often say to people, you know, uh, in that regard, for example, I have a promo that's running and I try to say this every so often in the program, you know, that when I'm talking about, uh, you know, changing the world, I'm not saying this is an awful, terrible, icky place. We need to get out of here. No, because where we are right now is fantastic. But that doesn't mean that we can't make it better for everyone. And there's the difference that I think that people need the distinction uh, that you're talking about is that there's nothing wrong with the way things are today. They are actually, as I like to, I've heard this phrase and I like to use it, they're actually in divine right order. Because if we didn't see what was going on, we wouldn't realize, you know what? Okay, things are fine the way they are. But again, there's always room for some improvement. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to paint the house because, you know, the paint's chipping off. Or I'm going to do this or that or the other. So these are the kinds of things that, that I think that, that we, we need to be talking about. Uh, unfortunately, we are also running out of time on the program. No, and I hate. I wanted to talk a little bit about the astrology. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let's come back to that. Let's set up another program to talk about. I want to talk about the astrology as you see it, but also sacred geometry. Okay. I want to talk about both of those because uh, we're going to be diving into that subject as well with others. Diane Collins is my guest, and we are uh, wrapping up this particular edition of Tell Me Your Story, DianeCollins.com. Do you speak? Do you quantum speak is the title of the book. We quantum encourage. think. Quantum. <laughs> what did quantum I'm, well, that'll be your next book, Quantum Speak. Uh, <laughs> do you quantum think is the title of the book, and I certainly hope you'll go to her website and pick up a copy. We will be linked, as I've said before, to your website. And I thank you so much for joining us. And before we wrap up, I just remind our listeners, the program comes your way Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. streaming live at those times. Podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and on YouTube where you can watch Watch these programs as well. And we also encourage you, if you can do so, support us financially. PayPal account for your security as well as ours. And please participate in the 2020s, the year of the decade of perfect vision. Uh, final three questions for you as we wrap this up. And uh, they are, first of all, who is Diane Collins? Uh, <laughs> um, a girl with a new point of view. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? I want to achieve a quantum thinking world, which means that we will be a world of enlightened, masterful beings who love each other and love being here. And finally, what is your life's purpose? And that's my life's purpose okay. is to be able to communicate that and have people can, not that I have the answer, but that in my, because of my work, you connect to that divinity to that intelligence to that wisdom within you diane collins offer author of do you quantum think diane i'm richard dugan this has been tell me your story new paradigms for a new world and i thank you for listening to tell me your story uh, where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true and until our next broadcast podcast videocast love talal